Welcome to Thriving Educators. I'm Brian Langley. In this episode, I speak with Marsha Reed, a veteran special education teacher with a particularly strong reputation in our district for her expertise in co-teaching. And co-teaching is what our conversation focuses on. Specifically, Marsha shares her perspective on the potential of the co-taught classroom. I hope you find our conversation meaningful. So enjoy. The impetus for the Thriving Educators podcast originated from my work as a district teacher mentor coordinator. Each year, our district welcomes somewhere around 30 or more new hires, and one of our challenges is finding ways to support them. These podcast conversations are designed to help meet that challenge. One of the lessons I've learned in my role as mentor coordinator is the incredible ecosystem of special education our district maintains. And this system starts before students even enter kindergarten and extends beyond 12th grade. In between, special education takes on various forms depending on the level of support a particular student requires. One of those forms is a co-teaching model. In this model, a general education classroom that includes some special education students is provided both a general content area teacher as well as a special education teacher. So two teachers to support the learning of the entire class. I had a general education teacher reach out to me recently asking for a podcast on the potential of the co-taught classroom. They wanted to learn more about how it can be done well, and they specifically asked for the insight of Marsha Reed, a special education teacher with over 25 years of experience. So Marsha graciously accepted my offer to talk co-taught teaching, and here's what she had to say. Marsha Reed, hello. Thanks so much for being on the show. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So my first question, you have a reputation for being a particularly effective co-teacher, I've heard. So I'm curious, (laughs) Uh how do you approach such a role? Like, what is your mindset as a co-teacher? So it's interesting. uh, When I first started, so this is year 29, and when I first started, teaching. It's been 29 years, all special education, and every year in some facet or another has been co-teaching, and it's been co-teaching from elementary all the way through to adult education. And so pretty early on in my career, because teachers tend to be territorial, um, I gave up territory. I, you know, one of the things that makes me effective is, at least I think, is the term and the word flexibility. From the very get-go, I kind of went in and said, you know what, Um, I'm I'm in your room. Um, I'm here to support you and the kids. This is a partnership. And so, you know, each teacher has had different styles and based on their experiences when I first started working here um, from other (laughs) co-teachers and I say that a little bit loosely um, because some of them had the experience that the co-teacher just sat in the back of the classroom and you know waited for kids to come to them and weren't really you know co-teaching um, so when I would come in and be like, you know, hey, what do we want to do? And they would be like, you just sit back there. <laughs> it took a little bit, right, to kind of like um, to build that rapport and, and be like, okay, you know. And, and so sometimes it's been where I've 
sat back, um, but it's really the flexibility. It's really, um, I'll ask the questions. I'm really good at reading kids' faces, so um, even with COVID, <laughs> but I'll ask the questions that, and so I don't mind playing, I, I guess the easy way to say it is, I don't mind playing the confused student and, and raising my hand and being like, okay, wait, wait, so hold on, <laughs> because part of my job is to try and clarify, and so one of the things I think that has happened is there's been some flexibility, and then I can clarify it and usually bring it, one of the things that other teachers have said that I'm really good at doing, that I've worked with, is I kind of generalize it for kids to where I, I can connect what their prior knowledge might be, and then bring that in to where like if there's terms that they don't understand I can I'll be like you know it's kind of like <laughs> you know like so the Adam I compared to the homecoming dance one year and the kids were like oh I get it nice. <laughs> you know so it's like just kind of trying to relate those types of things there's sometimes the general education teachers look at me like where are you going with this <laughs> and I, I do talk to them and and most of the time people are very very receptive but again some people are territorial and I ask I'm like look I will interject because I'll see confusion and stuff like that if it bothers you the way I'm doing it please say something but the other part too besides that flexibility is having open communication mm -hmm. and being willing to accept that open communication is constructive criticism instead of taking it personally and being insulted gotcha so just to make sure that I'm clear so in a co-taught classroom um, mm -hmm. there might be it's gonna be a mix of, of a number of students who are special ed but not not necessarily all the students in the class are special ed mm -hmm. Correct. And then you are working with a general ed teacher. I think we're probably talking about like content areas here. Yep. And yep. Um, and and you're you you see it as a true co-teaching. I think where yep. Um, uh, you're you're like a partner with that with that teacher, and you guys are teaching yes. it together. True. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's understanding different roles and different levels. There's a, a couple of um, really good books on co-teaching that talk about the different roles and responsibility of the teachers deciding which one's the content area specialist and then which one might be supporting in the background. And you know, Whereas I don't ever sit there, I, I, I always say I'm a little bit of a nerd, but I don't ever sit there and say, you know, I know more than the content area person. However, having said that, my content area is how kids learn. <laughs> gotcha. So when I went to college, that's what I got my degree in. Special education really looks at developing and understanding how kids learn. And so um, I'm able to bring that in. And when I've worked with teachers, especially multiple times, um, we're able to interject. I might have some specially designed instruction strategies that the general ed teacher has never seen before. And I'm like, you know, this has worked really effectively. And then what ends up happening is they're like, well, that would work effectively for all kids, even mm -hmm. our AP kids. And so then it just becomes part of what they've done. Whereas the same way, from a special ed standpoint, I might not, not know everything about chemistry or physics. And so if I'm teaching that in a self-contained model, from the gen ed teacher, I can be like, okay, well, this is what they're doing in the general education class classroom and I have to do this now in a self-contained classroom, I'm getting that knowledge of the material uh, and whatnot. But in the classroom, there's several different ways that I've done it. And again, it goes to what the comfort of the teachers are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some teachers want you to be the person who just is walking around and, and maybe teaching individual kids. Uh, one of the things I've never done as a co-teacher is I've never just focused on special ed. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've had special ed kids in there. I don't care if a kid's special ed, AP, IB, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, general ed kid, 504. 
I've never just focused on that. If I see a kid is needing to work through something, uh, I'll approach. And so the nice part is, is when it really works well, the kids don't know which one of us is special ed and which one of us is general ed, except for the general ed teacher has their name on the transcript. Gotcha. So. All right. So I imagine co-teaching has considerable challenges. You, you've kind of touched on a few. Um, you have mm-hmm. to coordinate with the content area teacher. You have to find a comfortable yep. balance in the classroom of who is going to do what and when. And mm-hmm. these are things you'd obviously know better than I would. So yep. I was wondering if you could share some more a little bit about how you address the challenges of co-teaching. So I think the hardest part of co-teaching when you're not co-teaching with just one or two people is planning time and really having a a set establishment of planning um, and what the day-to-day looks like. And I go back to that word flexibility. Um, I remember being in another district, a friend of mine um, had, who was a teacher here, got a job as a special ed director, and she asked me to come speak to her general ed and co-teachers because she knew that I had been doing it a while and, and pretty effective at it when we work together. And so she said to me, she said, can you come speak? And one of the teachers asked, she's like, how do you find Tim for planning? <laughs> I don't think she was ready for it, but I was like, I don't. There's, it, it's just, if you are looking to try find, to find common planning time to where you can sit down on a daily or regular basis, it just does not happen. And so you have to be willing to be flexible in what you do in the classroom. And as a general education teacher, um, you know, they work with their PLCs and they have the curriculum and they have the plans. And as a special education teacher, I, I usually take what they have and we talk after class, we talk um, before class. Uh, you know, um, a lot of times I'll walk into my other class and my other teachers know that I'm going to be a little bit late um, uh, because I'm debriefing with the teacher before. So a lot of times the planning is the five minutes in between passing time uh, where it's like, okay, this worked today, this didn't work today. Can you do this? Can you do that? Or phone calls on the way home back and forth of just like sitting there and, and saying, okay, so did you notice this happened? Or going home that night and reflecting on this kid reacted this way, these kids reacted this way, and then coming back the next day and saying, hey, I know we're planning on doing this. So a lot of times I'll ask the teacher, what's the plan? Schoology makes that a little bit easier because I can actually see that ahead of time a lot of times with the agenda, just like the kids. But then I can sit there and I can, I can. Um, a lot of times it's adjusting on the fly. Gotcha. You know, just especially at the high school level, it doesn't, it doesn't happen that way when you're trying to co-teach. Um, when I was teaching at the elementary, though, and I was only working with a team of three people, we actually had common planning time and I was on a team and it was amazing because mm-hmm. like the, I had areas of expertise, they had areas of expertise. Um, I was originally an elementary school teacher to start so I understood the like the content of it and everything and, and what needed to happen and so um, in that sense when we could plan and we could actually work together for a few years um, you're just part of the team just like the gen ed staff if they're working in a team you're Mm -hmm. part of that team and you're helping to plan the lesson and you're going through some of your brain-based learning you're going through some of the emotional intelligence stuff you're going through you know um, some specially designed instruction things and you're just naturally implementing that as part of your plans instead of it being on the fly but it's definitely systemically a little bit different when you're at an elementary school and a lot of your job is pull out (laughs) trying to make sure that you're addressing exactly like where that kid is at and yet still trying to keep them caught up on what the gen ed class is doing. Right. 
Okay, so ultimately, I was asked to have you on the program specifically to imagine the potential of a co-taught classroom. I am always reaching for perfection in the classroom, even as I understand that I'll never reach it. But I wonder, as you think about co-teaching, what can you envision as like the ultimate co-taught scenario? I'm, I'm so glad you asked this question because um, obviously there's never an ideal, ideal situation. Like you said, you're, you're constantly striving for better in the classroom. But I'll tell you what, I have the very first person that I was assigned to their classroom to co-teach with in this district. Her name's Marianne Malarkey. Um, we worked together my first year in this district, and then um, I worked with a couple of other people. We came back working together, and um, we worked one more year. And then the next year after that, it was amazing because it's as close to perfect to a co-teaching situation that I've ever seen. And um, it was, we had an opportunity to have a classroom and she said, give them, uh, where we had 12 special ed kids who were all co-taught, not being pulled out for anything except for maybe some social work services or speech services. And um, we were able to not like be our own team. We were assigned for camp purposes um, and field trip purposes to another team that had two other classes and everything, but for the most part, our kids were self-contained. And so we had 29 kids in the class, 12 of which were special ed, and we were able to sit down and both of our desks were in the front of the classroom. It wasn't like one teacher was in the back and one teacher was in the front. Both of our desks were in the front of the classroom. Our Both of our names were on the report card. Both of our names were over the door. Um, and, uh, she taught, she did the lead teaching. And so, you know, in co-teaching you have lead teachers and you have, you know, assistant teachers or whatever, people who roam and that kind of stuff. And she did lead teaching for social studies and language arts. And I did the lead teaching for math and science. And, um, we took, and we were able to incorporate, um, not just like, the kids not knowing which one of us was the special ed teacher and which one of us was the general ed teacher. We never told them which one of us was a special ed teacher and which one of us was the general ed teacher, which was amazing. And then we were able to, uh, we had a little bit of flexibility in the novels that we read. So all of our language arts material lined up with whatever we were teaching for social studies and whatever we were teaching for um, science. And then a lot of our math material lined up and we were able to incorporate how it would have been in certain times in social studies for the early U.S. history that we were teaching at the time and through the science. So the fact that we were able to do that and then we were able to pull in, you know, multiple intelligence, differentiate instruction, um, brain-based learning. We pulled all of that in and people would walk into our class and nobody knew who the special ed kids were. Because with a lot of our special education kids, uh, a lot of times, especially with kids who have learning disabilities or emotional impairments, it's not necessarily um, the content being taught as much as it is the, um, the material and how it's presented. And so for an LD kid, a lot of times it's, it's 
how do we work around the learning disability to have them understand the material being taught? It's not that they're not capable of being taught. Then literally brain-based learning has done that, right? And they've been able to link up and everything and see how the brain works for an LD kid compared to a gen ed kid and see that the synapses are different. And so there are different ways and modalities in brain-based learning where you've, we've been able to go around different short-term memory blocks and things like that. Um, and so that situation was amazing because we were able to like literally collaborate and be and and she treated me like an equal and I treated her like an equal and it's the closest thing I've ever had to having a true co-taught situation all the time. Um, you know, I have some of that experience here at the high school with different teachers that I've worked with year after year. The more you work with somebody, the easier it is to kind of come in and be like, okay, I know they're doing X, Y, and Z, and this is how they're going to do it. And I know I can implement this, this, and this. And so you, you do get to a point where you're able to bounce off of each other, the more you build that rapport with each other, you know, but because up here at the high school, you know, there's usually one teacher desk and the kids have the transcript that says the one teacher, you know, it's always a little bit, I, I've given up ownership of <laughs> that uh, in a lot of ways, you know, but the perfect co-taught situation was when both teachers were able to be in the front of the classroom and um, one did some lead teaching in one area, one did the lead teaching and were willing to do that, right? Did the lead teaching in another area and, uh, you know, the collaboration was there. And, and I know with other people, you know, we spoke of someone that I worked with earlier and his co-taught situation, it was the same thing. There were three of them in the classroom and nobody ever really understood which one was the special ed teacher compared to, you know, the gen ed teacher at times would take the kids and put them in a small group and work with them in the back. <laughs> As a special ed teacher, I'd work with the large group and and then vice versa so it truly was blending the roles and allowing the classroom to be owned by both teachers i got it thank you okay yep. so as we wrap this up I, I tend to wrap up the podcast by asking for education related reading recommendations so do you have a favorite education book article resource that um you could so share? It, it sounds funny because um, one of the resources that I absolutely love, it has nothing to do with co-teaching, it has everything to do with understanding kids, um, is a book called One Child by Tori Hayden. And um, it's a true story of a kid that everybody, you know, kind of wrote off and came to her and, and really kind of gives you that emotional connection. A lot of times um, I think our kids can learn anything academic with the emotional connection. Um, and then in terms of co-teaching resources, um, you know, a lot of my stuff is older. If you're looking for certain books and things like that, you know, there's the Co-Teaching That Works by Ann Benninghoff is a good one. Um, you know, if you're really looking for something, I, I would say it's not necessarily a resource that you need, but a mindset. Gotcha. If you have the mindset, to be flexible and be there for kids, everything else falls into play. You know, if you have a mindset of, and try to figure out, you know, and, and it's hard when you have to work with somebody. It's only happened once in my career in 29 years where um, the person said they wanted to work and co-teach, but they really wanted it still to be just their structure, nothing else and no flexibility at all of um, wanting to work with you. You can't change what other people want to do, right? And so, you know, it, it's literally just the mindset and people being open to it. And I think one of the things that's nice about our district is 
that it's never not been there in my 29 years, right? So as a general education teacher, a new person coming in, you know, and you can speak to this a little bit better than I can, you've always seen it, whether you've worked with it or not because of what you teach, you've always seen it and you know it's always been in the building and you know it's always been somewhat effectively done, you Mm -hmm. know? To me, it's more just how you, you approach kids. Thank you, Marsha Reed. Uh, You've given us a lot to think about. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, that wraps up another episode of Thriving Educators. I want to thank Marsha Reed for sharing her insights on the co-taught classroom with me. I have such an appreciation for the work of special education teachers like Marsha. Take care, everyone.